Welcome to today's podcast where we're going to be diving into the fascinating world of Tantra as its popularity really continues to surge, especially in the yoga scene. It seems like everyone is going all Tantra, but with so many different interpretations and practices out there, how do you really separate the hype from the authentic teaching. So join me as I share my personal journey in traditional Tantra and offer some tips for seekers who are looking to navigate this really complex yet very, very transformative path. Hi there, yogis and karmic warriors. Welcome to the Karmic Warrior Podcast, where we talk about living an extraordinary life by practicing time-proven and tested teachings of non-dual tantra and yoga wisdom traditions. I'm your host, Lisa Ingalls Witter, and I am a psycho-spiritual counselor, a tantric meditation teacher, and creator of the Karmic Warrior Oracle. Now, the goal of this podcast is super simple. I just want to make it easier than ever before for anyone to find happiness and fulfillment in their everyday life by tapping into these wisdom teachings that have already been handed down to us. They've been passed down for millennia and really to um, dispel any myths which hold us back on our spiritual path without our even knowing. All right, so before we dive in, be sure to subscribe to my channel because I put out videos and podcasts just like this on a regular basis. I decided to create a podcast on this topic because the other day I stumbled across a Facebook ad for a tantric embodiment teacher training and it says like in just one year you can, you know, learn how to direct your dormant energy towards cultivating love and become a certified tantric teacher. So yeah, <laughs> immediately three flags, big red flags went up for me. So the first is this notion that you can become a qualified tantric teacher in just a year. Highly unlikely, <laughs> not probable. Um, second is that this sales page claimed that it was a mix of traditional, like traditional Tantra mixed with Neo-Tantra or modern approaches and practices. And, and it said it incorporated things like um, shamanism and divine masculine, divine feminine, uh, healing sexual energies, uh, massage, these types of things. And none of these are actually tantric practices. So that was a big right, red flag to me. And then finally, like there were all these advertised benefits of the training, including stress release, um, enhancement of love and intimacy and sexuality, better sleep, um, and increased capacity for pleasure. Now, none of those benefits really align with what traditional Tantra typically emphasizes because traditional Tantra 
would focus on benefits including awakening to one's true nature, realizing the true nature of reality rather than the benefits that were listed in this advertisement. Um, and of course, the sales page for this teacher training was very, 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 very long, but it was beautifully crafted with beautiful words that I'm sure would just capture the attention of a lot of people who were interested in how do I learn more about Tantra. Now, for someone without a background in classical Tantra, it would be really, really difficult to discern that what was being offered was in fact Neo-Tantra, not Classical Tantra. And this misrepresentation is a very significant problem in the world of Tantra today. So in my own experience, I often have students who come to my classes and attend my meditation classes, expecting them to be geared around harnessing sexual energy. And then to their surprise, they quickly discover that that's not what the class is about at all. And it's very interesting because time and again, these same students at the end of my classes express their appreciation for the class. And they tell me how much they love it. And even though they didn't think, even though it wasn't what they thought it was gonna be. And so what this does is it really highlights the need for a better understanding and education around this topic of Tantra and what the differences are between classical Tantra and Neo-Tantra. So this really is a massive topic. There's no way that I could cover it in this short podcast. So what I'd like to do is give you some tips on how you can identify the differences when you're out there browsing these classes and these programs and these workshops to determine whether they're leaning more towards Neo-Tantra or more towards Classical Tantra. And then once I've given you those tips, I really wanted to share my own story with you just a little bit and give you a little bit of my own biased opinion on why I think that classical Tantra, non-dual Tantra is the way to go. So I do wanna be clear that this is just based on my perspective, right? My own personal experience, my own journey in the world of Tantra. So I really do encourage you to listen for what lands, listen for what resonates with you, and then do your own research. Because my goal is to keep this like a light conversation as we dive into this very, very fascinating world of Tantra together. So let's get to unpacking this topic. How do you determine what type of Tantra is being offered? Is it Neo-Tantra? Is it classical Tantra? How do you know when you're, when you're reading the description of a class or a workshop or you're trying to decide, is this program for me? I'm gonna give you six or seven tips here. So the first thing to do is to look for the focus of the teachings. Whenever you're reading a description, what is the focus of the teaching? If the focus of the teaching is primarily about enhancing relationships, about sexuality, improving sensual pleasure, then that is a neo-tantra 
type of class. Um, classical Tantra, on the other hand, is really going to be centered around focusing on spiritual growth, self-realization, and connecting with the divine. Um, the path of classical Tantra really aims to help practitioners to uncover their true nature through very, very specific practices um, to overcome the misconceptions of the mind and then ultimately to achieve spiritual liberation. The focus of Neo-Tantra is not necessarily awakening and liberation, although I will say that sometimes that gets put in there, like awakening to who you really are through sexual pleasure, sensual pleasure. That that typically is not the case in classical Tantra. So the key takeaway here is that really it's, a, it's important to look at what the class description is. What are the objectives? What is the language that's being used in the class description? Again, if the emphasis is on physical experiences rather than spiritual transformation, and awakening, then the offering is probably more aligned with Neo-Tantra. The second tip that I have for you is the importance of assessing a teacher's credentials and lineage. A classical Tantra teacher is almost 100% of the time, I'm sure there's, you know, some percentage that this isn't true, but I'm going to say that a classical Tantra teacher is going to have a strong connection to a specific lineage or a tradition. And they've probably studied with a teacher themselves or several teachers within this particular lineage. This is really, really important because this type of background ensures that the teacher actually has a very deep understanding of the practices, of the philosophy, of the history of classical Tantra. For example, they might be um, teaching non-dual Tantra from the lineage of the Krama or the Trika or the Kala, and that main teacher is Abhinava Gupta or Shemaraja, right? So there's going to be some type of lineage there and some type of tradition that they are teaching from within. So if the instructor or the teacher has no clear lineage that they're coming from or only brief training, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned, oh, there's this training and that training was, I think, less than a year to become a certified teacher then it's, if, if that's the case, then they're probably coming from a Neo-Tantra background. So it's also to import, uh, important to note that some Neo-Tantra teachers may claim to have a lineage, but that it might not be, and it probably isn't, a traditional lineage. So in these cases, the lineage could be something of a, a more of a recent creation or a blend of various spiritual types of self-help practices like a blend of shamanism and psychology or a blend of 
energy psychology and breath work. So it's very crucial to research the lineage of the teachers that you're, you know, going to put your entrust yourself with and understand what their background is, what their qualifications are. Those should be very easy to find on their own website or wherever they're offering these programs. So again, the key takeaway here is that it's important to evaluate your teacher's credentials and what credentials the teacher has. Consider their training, consider their experience and their source of knowledge. If they have no clear lineage or only beef, a brief background, then it's probably a sign that they're coming from the Neo-Tantra traditions or Neo-Tantra teachings, I should say. If their background is rooted in traditional Tantra with a, a connection to a respected and well-known lineage, well, then they're probably a classical Tantra teacher. The third tip that I want to give you is to examine the practices and techniques. The practices and techniques that are being taught in a class or a workshop are going to provide you with a lot of insight as to whether the offering is more aligned with Neo-Tantra or Classical Tantra. So let's start with Classical Tantra. If the offering it ha includes practices like meditation, pranayama, mantra recitation, deity worship, puja, or rituals. These are all techniques which are designed to help a practitioner to digest what's called digest unresolved emotions and experiences and to cultivate an awareness of one's true nature and the true nature of reality, ultimately to have a clear perspective, a clear view of reality, free from ideas and thoughts and beliefs. This is a very, very classical tantric. Uh, these are classical tantric practices. It also involves the study of um, sacred text. So if the offering has some of that in it, oh, we're going to study this particular scripture, then that's of course going to be classical Tantra. On the other hand, Neo-Tantra, we've already talked about this a little bit, so I'm hoping that the repetition is um, making this very clear to you. It's going to focus more on, Neo-Tantra is going to focus more on physical movement, body work, tantric massage, um, sometimes releasing trauma through the breath, all of these aim at enhancing one's sensual experience and emotional intimacy. So uh, there might be practices like eye gazing and um, things like this. There, that's very common as well. I'm just giving, of course, like a brief of this. There's other types of practices, but these practices, the practices of Neo-Tantra are going to often draw on elements from various new age spiritual practices and therapeutic traditions rather than just adhering strictly to classical tantric teachings, if that makes sense. The offerings are 
going to lean heavily, very heavily towards physical and sense oriented practices. So that would be Neo Tantra. So the key takeaway is just as simple as paying attention to the techniques and the methods that are going to be taught in a class. And I wouldn't hesitate to ask the instructor, the teacher, ask them questions about the origins of the practices and how they relate or don't relate to classical tantric teachings. A very good teacher will know, oh, this has nothing to do with classical tantra. And I hope that you're beginning to see that there's actually a very big difference between classical tantra and neo-tantra. My fourth tip is to pay close attention to terminology, the language that's used in the description of a workshop or a class is also going to tell you whether it's in alignment with neo-tantra or classical tantra. So pay really, really close attention to what terms are being used. I think you're getting starting to get the idea now that classical tantra is going to use terms like spiritual healing, sacred intimacy, um, sensual awakening, embodied awakening are, you know, terms that are often used in Neo-Tantra. They focus on enhancing one's physical and emotional self and, and healing uh, the physical self and the, the emotional self, improving relationships, let's see what else, cultivating a more profound connection to one's body and sensuality. The, these are all the language of Neo-Tantra. In contrast, classical Tantra is going to emphasize terms like enlightenment, spiritual awakening, consciousness, self-realization, true, one's true nature. These phrases really reflect the ultimate goals of traditional Tantra, which is all about liberating ourselves from the misunderstandings of who we think we really are and awakening to our true nature. So the key takeaway here is just to pay close attention to the terminology that's being used to help you have a, a better understanding of what are whether this is a classical tantra type of class or a neo tantra type of class tip number five that i have for you is to notice if the class description says anything about divine masculine and divine feminine or is it about you know empowering the divine goddess or embracing the sacred masculine these are all terms that are used in neo-tantra and because neo-tantra places more emphasis on these concepts so it's gonna, that's going to be indicative of neo-tantra whereas classical tantra doesn't focus on this division of divine masculine and divine feminine. It's not about that in that context that we're used to thinking of in New Age spirituality of I need to embrace my masculine 
it's not like that. Those aren't even part of the teachings really in that sense in classical Tantra. So just um, pay attention to that. If they're using that term, that's going to be more of a Neo-Tantra type of class. So just a couple more here. The next one that I want to point out is this concept of the goddess. Now, this can be a point of a lot of confusion when you're trying to distinguish between whether this is a Neo-Tantra type of offering or a classical Tantra type of offering. And here's why. Both Neo-Tantra and classical Tantra refer to the goddess, but their focus and their interpretation of the goddess tend to differ significantly. And I mean significantly. In classical Tantra or traditional Tantra, the goddess is regarded as a representation of Shakti, one of the two, two principles of consciousness. The two principles of consciousness are Shiva and Shakti. So any goddess in classical Tantra is an aspect of Shakti. Um, and the goddess is going to manifest in all of these different forms. She might manifest as Kali or Tara or Saraswati or Lakshmi, um, many, many others that you've heard of before. So traditional Tantra practices are going to involve ritual and mantra recitation and meditation to invoke the energy of those goddesses and um, you know, seek their blessings for awakening and liberation. Whereas in Neo-Tantra, that use of the go uh, the concept goddess is um, in a more general mythic or symbolic sense. The term might be used to refer to an individual's inner feminine essence or to celebrate and honor the feminine qualities in oneself or in others as well. So this per this perspective in Neo-Tantra of the goddess is going to often focus on self-love, embracing sensuality, fostering connection between partners. It might also involve practices for awakening the goddess within or developing a more profound connection to the body and sexuality through the goddess. So again, while both, this is a big point of confusion in Neo-Tantra and Classical Tantra, because again, both of these approaches acknowledge the importance of the goddess in their objectives and their teachings and their methods, but they can be very, very different in the way they approach it. So it's really essential to be, or sorry, it's really important to be aware of these essential differences in how they approach the goddess. So those are my six tips. And if I were to give you a seventh, which I will just for good luck, <laughs> 
I would say that you want to check the overall approach of the class. Hopefully by now that we've gone through six tips, you're starting to see, hear me repeat things, you know, all these different ways to assess and that you're, you're getting the idea here. So if a workshop or a class seems to borrow elements from various spiritual traditions, um, new age spiritual traditions from self-help practices, such as again, shamanism. We talked about that a little, the healing masculine and feminine energies or other therapeutic modalities, especially today, trauma has become such a huge thing. And often that's getting pulled into Tantra and trauma. This is going to be the type of class that leans more towards Neo-Tantra because it's going to, Neo-Tantra is going to combine all of these different types of disciplines. It's going to create a more eclectic, accessible experience that caters to probably to a broader audience. Whereas classical Tantra teachings are going to have almost always a very structured approach because classical Tantra is a system for freeing ourselves from suffering. It's going to draw on a specific lineage or a specific tradition and the practices of that lineage and tradition. The practices and principles of classical Tantra are interconnected. Their progression is really designed to guide practitioners towards a deeper understanding of their true nature and the true nature of reality. So now that we've discussed some ways really to identify the differences between Neo-Tantra and Classical Tantra, I really want to stress that one path is not better than the other, but I do have a biased opinion <laughs> on why I personally prefer classical or traditional Tantra over Neo-Tantra. And I want to get into that a little bit, but I, again, I do want to stress that one path is not better than the other. They both will lead to having some type of experience and for many people, they love Neo-Tantra and that's great. And they should continue to do Neo-Tantra as long as it's providing results. Same thing with classical Tantra. For me, it's always about, is it getting me where I'm wanting to go or isn't it? So that's the question that I ask myself. And last piece about the Neo-Tantra versus classical Tantra is that Nowadays, there are some teachers who practice both Neo-Tantra and Classical Tantra, and they'll combine Neo-Tantra and Classical Tantra, and that's just as valid of an approach as well. And so, is that something that you like? Is that something that appeals to you? Is it? It's not one or the other. It's just, in the end, what I've discovered is give them all a try, whether it's pure Neo-Tantra, pure classical Tantra, or a combination of the two, because you find a teacher that does the combination of the two, the two ultimately is the, the question is, is the practice, is the path getting you to your ultimate goal? If your ultimate goal is awakening and liberation, I'm going to be a proponent for classical Tantra because that is 
what those practices have been geared towards for millennia. If you're looking for uh, healing traumas and, you know, love, intimacy, and sexuality, then you're probably going to want to go for Neo-Tantra. Totally different goal of that path. Last thing, I know I keep saying this the last thing, but it is very important to note that there's very little connection between classical Tantra and Neo-Tantra. In other words, people think that Neo-Tantra is taking from classical Tantra, and it isn't really. There's, there's very, very little resemblance between the two in the teachings, unless you're working with a teacher who is intentionally combining classical Tantra with Neo-Tantra. Okay, so I'd like to um, just spend a little bit of time on something that I think is very important that I haven't shared, and it's a bit about my perspective and my personal experience in this whole world of Tantra and my biases are informed by firsthand experience, by personal direct experience. And so I'd love to share that with you because that hopefully will help you to understand where I'm coming from and the intention that I have as I share practices with you on my channel and as I share teachings with you, uh, you have a little bit more of a history of where I'm coming from. I'm not going to, don't worry, I'm not going to go on on and on and on, but I am going to give you just a little bit of um, some history. So I was previously involved in a neo-tantric organization that was I would say used a cover, used the guise of a, a integral wisdom think tank. And so it didn't straight out come and say that it was Tantra, although there was a big branch of the organization that focused on what it called integral Tantra. Uh, so this group was really focused on combining teachings, as we talked about before. Had I known um, all the tips that I gave you, I would have known coming into this organization that, oh, it's a neo-tantric organization because it's combining uh, Kabbalah with Tantra and calling it integral Tantra. It's sort of creating its own new version of Tantra. And unfortunately, this organization really did exhibit many of the signs of a, what I would call a cult-like environment, though I'm no cult expert, but it did have a, or does have a charismatic leader, it has this inner circle, it, it uses exclusive jargon within the group. And over time, I began to feel <clears throat> myself that something was off, something wasn't quite right in this organization. At first, I was really doubting myself. I was thinking, no, you know, I'm I'm the one. My, I must not be thinking right because nobody else is having this experience that I'm having, and so I must be off here. There must be something wrong with my judgment. In addition, there were other very well-known, established teachers, and in my world, 
of spiritual, uh, you know, spiritual practice in that world, there were some famous and are some famous people associated with this organization. So I naturally thought, wow, well, if he or she is in this organization and they don't see that anything is wrong, then again, it, there must be, it must be me. I must not be thinking correctly. So it did all eventually come to a head when I did discover a piece of information that was very disconcerting about the leader of the organization that completely crossed the line of ethics and integrity and prompted me to leave this organization. Now, the leader of the organization not only faced accusations of sexual abuse, which of course now these days is not that uncommon, unfortunately, but um, they were also sued in 2020 by two of these alleged victims under the Child Victims Act. So this really further validated my concerns. By that time, I had already left the organization, but in retrospect, looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that validates my concerns and it really reinforced the decision that I had made to leave the organization and to seek a more authentic and ethical path within Tantra. So it's not really my intention here to put this organization or that leader on trial or to focus on all, whatever the wrongdoings were because honestly, that leader in that organization has already received plenty of its fair share of exposure by the press. You could find out about it just by going online. So what I really wanna do is share with you how leaving that organization set me on a new journey of self-discovery and sparked this very, very deep yearning and longing to find out what, you know, real or classical Tantra was because I had no clue at that point. And this search for the truth led me to commit myself to the study of classical tantric scriptures and eventually to find a teacher that I could trust who I felt was, you know, operating, was teaching ethically and who was in integrity with the teachings. That was first and foremost to me, is this teacher in integrity with the teachings? So I was really, I think, understandably hesitant about finding another teacher. In fact, I could have just rejected it and said, you know, fuck teachers. I, I'm not going for the guru thing. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I, I am my own guru. But there was something within me that knew that I need a teacher, um, that that's something that's indispensable on the spiritual path. And I really believe that to be true. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I I followed that intuition. So when I began looking for a new teacher, I really took my time. I approached it, this process with a lot of care. I wasn't gonna, going to be lured in by the charismatic leader, which I previously was. 
um, I wanted to focus on getting to know what this, what the community, who the community was surrounding the teacher and observing how does the teacher interact with their students. So by prioritizing spiritual and ethical integrity in my own search for a new teacher, I made sure that my values <clears throat> were at the forefront of my decision-making process. My goals were for finding another teacher and for really diving into classical Tantra was because I really wanted to wake up. I, I feel like I'm on this path of awakening. I want to be liberated. I want to be awake in the world. And then I want to share that with others and help others as well. So th those were of utmost importance to me. And I wanted to find a teacher who shared those same aspirations, who could guide me on a genuine path towards self-realization. I also wanted to see, as I said, if I could get a sense of the students who had been with the teacher for a while. Um, and this was really critical to me because in my reasoning, if a teacher is genuinely effective, especially in this field of Tantra, in this realm of Tantra, then, which is all about awakening, then their students should also exhibit those characteristics or those signs of genuine awakening and liberation and transformation. So this approach, this very intentional approach really helped me to connect with a teacher, to find a teacher who embodied both the principles of classical Tantra, which for me ended up being non-dual Tantra, but also demonstrated this commitment to ethical conduct and the well-being of their students. Um, by aligning myself with a teacher who shares my values and goals, then, you know, what has happened for me is I've been able to make very significant progress in a very short period of time on my journey towards awakening and liberation. And I really, really encourage others to do the same when they're seeking guidance on the spiritual path. So here's where my biased opinion, you already know what my biased opinion is. My biased opinion is that the difference between my experience in the neo-tantra organization that I was in and my current practice of classical non-dual tantra is like night and day. Since embracing this world and, and really immersing myself in the studies and the scriptures of non-dual tantra, I've noticed a very, very clear difference in the results that the practices have brought me. I experience on a regular basis, a very profound sense of inner peace, of freedom, of a clarity of seeing things that wasn't there before. I can also say without hesitation that I really do feel love for the, the teacher, my previous teacher of the Neo-Tantra organization, despite my experience within that organization. I don't harbor any anger towards that teacher or the people in the organization. I, I don't condone that leader's actions at all. 
Um, but I, I also feel a deep sense of love for that teacher. Now, this subtle discernment that I have now came because of my practice in non-dual Tantra. And it's also a very stark con uh, contrast to the struggle that I felt on a regular basis and that I experienced when I was trying to live up to this nearly these nearly impossible ideas of being love and love is all that is and you are an outrageous lover <laughs> you know within the context of that organization there was manipulation subtle manipulation that was present and it was making it very challenging for myself or anyone else in the organization to genuinely embody these ideals of tantra in my current practice I feel those ideals are alive and living in me, as me, and through me. I genuinely feel that my orientation to life is grounded in a direct knowing of who I really am. And this process has taken several years of very, very intense committed study and practice, but the journey has been incredibly rewarding and the process continues to unfold because awakening isn't a one-time event. Awakening is this ongoing process. Nobody who's truly on the tantric path will ever say that they've reached the end point, that they've reached the end of the path because the path and the goal are one and the same. It, it's ongoing. It only goes deeper and deeper. So I want to make it clear here, because it might sound like I'm saying that all Neo-Tantra teachings and organizations have, you know, charismatic leaders who are where there's sexual abuse or where the teachers abuse their power. Now, it is true that it is happening and we're hearing it more and more often about these neo-tantric teachers that are abusing their power. But, and it is a problem that seems to appear more frequently in these circles, but we can't deny that it also happens in all spiritual communities in general. So this is where discernment becomes very important on the spiritual path. And because Tantra has become a catchphrase and has become so popular in the yoga scene, we have to be even more careful and rigorous in discerning as we commit to stepping on this path. So my this biased opinion that I have really does stem from the fact that classical Tantra offers time-proven and tested systems or it's a system for living that's been around for over a thousand years and in contrast neo-tantra is a very very new you know system that's been around for maybe a hundred years it started in america it's been around for we'll give it a hundred years and its teachings and practices can vary greatly between teachers, depending on who the teacher is. So from my observation, I haven't noticed many people in neo-tantric communities 
who've been experiencing genuine awakening. So that's why I personally prefer the path of classical non-dual Tantra because it has provided me with a reliable framework for my spiritual growth and for my awakening. So I'm not going to blanket statement and say no one in spirit, you know, Neo-Tantra ever experiences awakening. That, that's probably not true, right? I'm just saying my observation. And I, I'm sharing my story really just to illustrate the profound impact that the path of classical Tantra can have on someone's life, someone who's on this spiritual journey and encourage you, if this sounds interesting to you, to explore this path with an open heart and a very, very discerning mind. I feel that my personal experience in both the worlds of Neo-Tantra and Classical Tantra has given me a very unique perspective on the differences between these two paths and the potential pitfalls and re uh, rewards that, that each can offer, which again, this one podcast, can't, I can't even scratch the surface of that. But in closing, what I'd like to do is reiterate that while I'm not a scholar of non-dual Tantra, of classical Tantra. I am a dedicated student practitioner who has delved very, very deeply into this profound spiritual path. And this practice of non-dual Tantra inherently requires some level of comprehension of the scriptures and the deeper esoteric meanings that the scriptures hold. So my journey has really been one of personal growth and awakening and transformation. And I'm really deeply grateful for the authentic teachings and the guidance that I've received from my teacher along the way. So in closing here, I, I just hope that these experiences, that the tips I've give you, um, that they can provide you with some valuable guidance if you're seeking to navigate this world of Tantra. And I encourage you to approach your spiritual journey with curiosity, with an open heart, and with discernment. As you explore the various paths and teachings that are available, which there are very, you know, um, many, many, many. Just remember to prioritize your well being physically, mentally, and emotionally, and prioritize your spiritual growth. Be honest. Are you experiencing spiritual growth? within your spiritual path. Trust your intuition. That's something I did not do. I didn't trust my intuition. I kept pushing that deep feeling with inside me that said something's wrong and I stayed in maybe longer than I should have. And, um, you know, what in the end, I just wish you all the best as you embark on your path towards awakening and liberation and self-realization through these very, very beautiful and transformative teachings and practices of Tantra. 
So I hope you will join me again. Please do leave any questions or comments in the comments below. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, what your questions are, and I always do answer those. And until next time, be safe, be well, take care, and namaste.